Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. It is a brand new Flyers Daily for Friday, the 12th of August. It is Jason Mertides with you as we count down the days of uh, the heat and we count down the days to yet another NHL season. We still got a little while to go. World Juniors is going on right now. Uh, That's been good to watch and good to see some hockey on television, live hockey for sure. Uh, But uh, we're still counting down the days till we get to September. Some captain skates leading into rookie camp, training camp, preseason, and then the 2022-23 NHL season. So I want to tackle two things in this episode, two elements of discussion. First, well, the coaching staff and John Tortorella in particular, and what we can expect from a results standpoint based on what John Tortorella has done in new situations throughout his pretty long NHL coaching career. I mean, you're looking at over 23 years now, I believe, for John Tortorella as a head coach in the NHL. And then what players can rebound and what players can get the trajectory of their career pointed back in the right direction. But we're going to start with John Tortorella because, you know, that's a big move in the offseason when you bring in a personality like John Tortorella. And it's not just personality and it's not just the substance of the person. It's the substance of the hockey mind as well. We know that throughout his entire NHL career coaching, he has coached in 1,383 games. He's got 673 wins, 541 losses, 37 OTL, and 132 ties. And he has a 548 winning percentage. He's coached in 120 playoff games, has a record in those of 56-64, and a 467 um, winning percentage in the playoffs. He has won the Jack Adams Award twice. He did it in 2003 and four, when he was the head coach of the Tampa Bay Lightning. They won the Cup that year in 04, beating Calgary in the final. And then he did it also in 2016-17, when he was a coach for the Columbus Blue Jackets. His team that year in 82 games went 50-24-8, and had 108 points, finished third in the Metropolitan Division, went on to the playoffs, but lost in the first round in five games. But a coach with a lot of tenure, a lot of experience, but what did he do initially when he took over teams, when he became the head coach? So he initially took over for Tampa during the 99-2000 season. He only coached four games that year. Actually went 0-3-1. So I guess he was named, obviously, rather late in the season. Then the next year was a shortened season, 43 games, and Tampa went 12-27-1, a 3-26 win percentage. And then his first full season with Tampa, they had an improvement, not much, to a 4-21 win percentage. They went 27-40-11, And then it's the next year where they started to become a playoff team. So after his first full 82-game season, where he finished third and not in the playoffs, he came back in his second full season, went 36-25-16, 93 points, finished in the top spot in the division, went on and went to a second round of the playoffs that year. Now the next season, we know that 82 games, 46, 22-8, 106 points. They won their division, and they went on to win the Stanley Cup in 23 games, 16-7, and seven, uh, to win the Cup over Calgary that year. A couple more years, he made the playoffs. One year, he didn't make the playoffs, and it was over in Tampa after the 2007-8 season for John Tortorella. All said and done, seven years in Tampa. 
So he goes to the New York Rangers and takes over there in the 2008-09 season. His first year with the Rangers, he came in at the end, coached 21 games. They went 12-7-2. and uh, They did make the playoffs that year, actually made it to the second round, but his first full 82-game season with the New York Rangers, they did not make the playoffs. They finished fourth in the division, but then after that, they made the playoffs three straight years. And really, it, the highlight was the 11-12 season, where they finished first in the division with 109 points, played 20 playoff games, but ultimately lost in the conference final. And then the next year, uh, went on to uh, go second in the division, played in 12 playoff games, went 5-7, and seven, lost in the second round of the playoffs. He was out in New York, went to Vancouver, did not make the playoffs for that one season, did have a record of 36-35-11, and 11, and he was out in Vancouver quickly. He took the year off and then came back in 15-16 and went to Columbus in his first 75 games there, 34-33-8, did not make the playoffs, but his first 82 games, 108 points, finished third in the Metro, did make the playoffs. So this is a coach that, you know, a lot of people say that John Tortorella is going to drag a mediocre group of hockey players or a, a, a poor roster into being a mediocre group of hockey players. Well, the teams he got weren't playoff teams before he got there and weren't playoff teams immediately when he got there for the most part. It was after a year of, I don't know, stabilization, changing the culture, finding the pieces that work for him. Then he finally went on to have playoff appearances in multiple seasons in three of those four stops. Obviously, Vancouver, he did not. He was only there a year. And multiple playoff stops after finally making it to the playoffs with Tampa. Same thing with the New York Rangers. Same thing with the Columbus Blue Jackets. So, you know, somebody asked the question on Flyers Daily in Monday's episode for our Ask Billy segment with Bill Meltzer, about playoffs and we both said that it's so premature to even talk about that I mean we have to see what the health is of players we have to see a lot of things before we're even going to go towards the p-word Jim Morrow will be going playoffs but we're not going there right now we have to see how things develop you know are they a team under Tortorella that could be poised to get off to a good start I don't even know that I'm ready to go there I don't know there's so many factors and question marks, and we're still having the question mark of injury and guys coming back from injury. What is Kevin Hayes going to be now that he did play that last part of the season and was able to train this summer? Where is Sean Couturier going to be coming off that back surgery? Ryan Ellis obviously is a huge question mark. How is Tony D'Angelo going to fit in with this team? How's he going to fit in with Ivan Provorov if Ellis can't go? There's huge, huge question marks. So to even have that conversation about playoffs is way too premature. We need to get a lot of info before that's even a relevant conversation. But I thought it'd be interesting to look back at what Torts has done in prior stops and what the immediate impact was. Now, the impact may not have been playoff teams, but the impact for three out of those four tenures and again, his tenures are always long, with the exception of Vancouver. They're all five-plus years. But they're all, to f- I guess, in a way, to find the right pieces to do what he wants his teams to do. And that's not just block shots. Because let's face it, when he was in Columbus, I mean, he had Panarin. 
He had Cam Atkinson. He had Pierre-Luc Dubois. He had Zach Warinsky. He had some, you know, talented offensive players that put up good points. It's not just that. So what is the impact going to be in year number one of John Tortorella? I think it's going to be fascinating. It's probably the number one storyline I'm looking at. And it's odd because I say this a lot. You don't go to games. You don't pay money for tickets to go to a hockey game and watch a coach coach. You go there to watch players play. And I can assure everybody John Tortorella is not going to play a single shift of hockey this season for the Flyers. But his impact and and what he brings, I think, is the most fascinating storyline of how things move forward for this Flyers team. Now, the other part and the other thing I wanted to discuss are the potential for which players on this team to really succeed under John Tortorella. And I guess the way I want to look at it is not just succeed under John Tortorella, but maybe the players that need to point more in the right direction once again. And one of the guys that always comes up in this conversation, and his name was out there quite a bit this offseason, both these guys, Ivan Provorov and Travis Konechny, were both guys that could be involved in a hockey trade. And Jordan Hall from NBC Sports Philadelphia, covers the Flyers, does a great job, put out this tweet. That Travis Konechny's, these are his team ranks over the last three NHL seasons. His team ranks with the Flyers. He is first on the point on the Flyers in points over those cumulative three years, 147. First in assist with 96. First in even strength points with 103. First in power play points with 44. First in penalties drawn with 68. Second in power play goals with 12. Tied for second in even strength goals at 39. Now, obviously, Sean Couturier missed the bulk of last season. Otherwise, he'd probably be higher in that regard. Claude Giroux was traded at the deadline. Maybe he'd be ahead in some of those categories as well. But those are the ranks of Travis Konechny over the last three years with what is currently here on the Flyers roster. Now, he is a guy, again, I talked about Tortorella being very intriguing and that storyline of torts throughout this season. Konechny's one of those guys that that combination of Tortorella Konechny is really intriguing, whether it's going to work, whether it's going to be contentious, but positive and move in the right direction, whether it's going to be something that just doesn't work. I don't know. You know, I look at the same storyline with Ivan Provorov. You know, the addition of Tony D'Angelo and a puck mover for Ivan Provorov. Does he find chemistry with D'Angelo on and off the ice? I mean, one of the things that we talked about and heard about last year during training camp with the addition of Ryan Ellis is that Ellis and Provorov were spending a lot of time together off the ice, going to breakfast, getting coffee, getting to know each other. Now, unfortunately, that didn't pan out into anything on the ice because Ellis only played four games. But what what is that relationship with D'Angelo and Provorov going to be like? And what's that relationship with Provorov and a guy like John Tortorella and Brad Shaw going to be like. That's, again, one of those things that will evolve over the season. Does it evolve in the right direction? If it does, and you get Ivan Provorov back pointed in the right direction, that's a big get. That's a big thing for the team and the organization. Same thing with Travis Konechny. You know, for, to some extent, too, Travis Sanheim going into the final year of his deal. You know, where the team is at the trade deadline with with Sanheim and how he's playing 
and what he may command on the open market if you're not heading to the playoffs. And there's that word again. So there's a lot of elements here. And again, the storyline for me going into this season, in all elements, everything kind of comes back to John Tortorella. Everything blends through the web of John Tortorella. One of the reasons why I'm counting down the days to the 2022-23 NHL season. All right, that's going to put a wrap on this episode. Everybody, have a great weekend. Enjoy the weekend. We'll be back Monday, another Monday with Bill Meltzer. And uh, we'll talk to you then, Monday, on a brand new Flyers Tale. Some people say my love can